0: Hello and thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Minister John Richard and this podcast is an account of this week's Bible study. I pray that it blesses and strengthens you in Jesus name. If you are looking for more of the word or are searching for the notes that were used in this week's lesson, please feel free to check the links in the description. Enjoy the Bible study and be blessed. Heavenly Father, we come before you in prayer just saying thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for another opportunity to come before your throne of grace as a family and to receive exactly what it is that we need, Lord. God, I ask that you would sit me, J.R. the man, down and that you, O sovereign Lord, would rise up big inside of me, placing your words upon my lips. Father, have your way in this meeting tonight, Lord. Bless all of us in attendance to those who are Gonna listen to those who had a desire to be here and just couldn't, Lord. Father God, you know exactly what it is that we need, so please minister to us, Lord. It's these things we thank you for. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So, everybody, for Bible study tonight, I won't be before you too long. It's just I was having a, a round table conversation with my grandmother and my brother. And, you know, she, she said something quite peculiar, I'll say. And it really it made me think about a few things. And so for Bible study tonight, I just want to talk to you guys from the heart about being grateful. Now, of course, we've had lessons about gratefulness. We've had prayer meetings about being grateful. But I, I just really wanted to talk to you, you know, family to family, about how grateful we can be in the midst of it all, how grateful we can be despite of what's going on, and more importantly, how grateful we can be in spite of the things that aren't going on. So I was at the table, again, eating, just relaxing with my grandmother, my brother, Roger. we were talking. And she asked him, if his church was um, giving out, you know, hurricane supplies, because we are in hurricane season. And it it really made me begin to think the last hurricane, at least Texas-wise, that we've had to deal with was Harvey, I believe. That was a few years ago. But in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of it continuing to grow and spiral and all these other Terrible things that have been going on in the world. We have not had to deal with any hurricanes. Yes, it froze for a little bit. And I thank God that all of us that we know made it through. There were some that didn't. It's quite a tragedy. But, you know, in all things, the Lord has a plan, despite how we may perceive things or what losses may occur. But we haven't had any hurricanes. And that really just made me feel very grateful, uh, in my lifetime, <laughs> you know, we've, I've been through, let's see, Katrina, uh, what was the one after that? Whichever one was after that, Ike, mm-hmm. Harvey, so on, so forth, whatever ones may come in the future, uh, if they happen, God is good, but it just made me very grateful, and as I, as I thought about that, it made me become, Just more grateful and more appreciative of all the other things that you know, despite of what's going on, God has spared us from. And again, like I said, I just I want to I want to take time out tonight, instead of a lesson, instead of a prayer meeting, but more so just an opportunity to praise God corporately. And with that, you know, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that throughout these past almost three years now of pandemic so long so to where I've had time to grow my hair all the way back out that God has not only kept us physically mentally spiritually emotionally something we talked about last week when we had our prayer meeting but he's really just kept us he's kept us in good health and good spirits where there have been times where yes we have been down Yes, we have been low. Um, We talk about that quite often in our Bible study because it's not about what's going on in life, but it's about what God can do for us in our lives. Because one, he's the one that gave us life. He's the way, the truth, and the life and light of this world. So without him, we wouldn't have life. But I'm I'm truly grateful that in these past three years, I'm going to talk about me first because I want to give my testimony that I'm going to talk about us corporately. But I'm grateful that in these three years, having dipped down into a depression, because I'm quite sure a lot of us have three years in a pandemic is it's quite crazy. But God has kept me. He's allowed me to continually be with you guys almost every Friday night, despite one or two because of a freeze or because I was out of town. But I mean, that's that's a lot to be grateful for. As I've shared with you guys before, I used to have problems in my own life with um, consistency and commitment on a lot of different levels but because of bible study it's not just about me being ma- making myself available to the lord to come to you guys every week with a message or to to be here for whoever you know so that we can truly grasp this whole community thing that God has created for us or to have a deeper understanding of what his word says and what it means and how to apply it to our lives but just the fact that i can be here with y'all every week god willing in and out and it's been a blessing on so many levels the fact that we're still here we're we're still hungry and that's that's a very big issue in a lot of people's lives after they get saved they get saved and they're gung ho but then at some point something in life gets in their way and it, it it kind of deprives them of that hunger to want more, to keep seeking God's face, and then they become complacent. And honestly, I've been there at one point, and it's hard to try to get out of that. I've had this conversation with my brother before, with, with all of my brothers, actually. And you get to those places, we talked about it, the slog, And it makes it so difficult to want to just do anything. You feel stuck. You feel complacent. You feel like you can't grow. You feel like God isn't even listening to you anymore. Or if he's at best, we would say doing the bare minimum of just watching over us. But again, these are myths that we come up with and things that we have all quelled in Bible study, not using my words, but using the Lord's own words out of his own mouth, using his living word because his word is him. And as he said in the word that he not only watches over it to keep it, but he's a performer of it as well. And when we pray, as oh, as my grandmother said so eloquently last week, it's that when we pray, we don't pray about the issue But we pray the word because the word works. If we remind the Lord of his own word, well, then that does two things. One, it shows that we're doing our part and we're studying. We're studying to show ourselves workmen approved that can rightly divide the word of truth. And that division is being able to, one, understand it. And we get the understanding by having our Holy Spirit, our teacher, our advocate, our comforter relay the message, helping us understand without a shadow of a doubt so that we know what the word says and two, by making it applicable. So I'm grateful for these things. I'm grateful for the people, not just in my life, but all of our lives, because we can see without a shadow of a doubt that God's community or our family, that he is made hand tailored for you and for me, Is not only there for us, but is active. They are active participants in our lives to make sure that we're good. And that good, like I always tell y'all, when God says, I got you, you don't have to worry about anything. But our family is there to make sure that we're good, that we're covered in prayer, that if we need someone to lean on, a a shoulder to cry on, just an ear to, to listen to us then not only do we have our heavenly father, but we also can confide one to another because the Bible says when we do that, then we can pray one for another. And as every church I've ever been to and with every pastor and a lot of them on TV, YouTube, wherever, we all have this same principle. The more prayer on your side, the more power. And that's, that's the whole point of it all, right? For us to be the example of God's love, because quite frankly, as me and my grandmother were talking about earlier when we were watching a movie, it's that our lives might be the only example of who the living God is in someone else's life. So why not do our part? As my brother reminded me of my own words as we were on the way home from somewhere, because I don't really remember where, but he said, you know, why make the team if we're not gonna get on the court? And I wholeheartedly agree. God chose us to be saved—a blessing in its own right, one that I'm eternally grateful for because there's nothing good inside of you and me inherently that could ever choose Him. I'm grateful for that. And secondly, I'm grateful for the fact that once we got here, once we got grafted, once we got once we were born into His family as rightful heirs to his throne, not because we deserved it, not because we earned it, but because he loves us. I'm grateful for that. And all of this is done with the singular purpose of showing us what love is, how to have it. It's really simple. And then how to live a life that shows that we honor the love that we have. Yes, we'll make mistakes. Stop beating yourself up. I, I was talking to, to my baby sister a few minutes ago about stop beating herself up because uh, it's been there, done that. We, we have to stop that. If God isn't beating you up over your own mistakes, because he knew they were going to happen way ahead of time, but he still went through with his plan to save us, to go die on a cross for you and for me. Grateful for that. So let's stop beating ourselves up. Let, let's, let's quit, okay? You make mistakes, it's going to happen, it's a part of life. I said mistakes. I didn't say you willingly went out there and went did something wrong. That's totally different. We have those moments too. But even still in those moments of weakness, stop beating yourself up. You are inside of Christ now, not in the world alone, but inside of the Almighty God, who when you make a mistake, grace and mercy has you covered. For when you willingly go do something, you know you have no business doing well, God can spare you of some consequences. I'm not saying to go put them to the test, but we have those issues because we're human. It happens. But I'm grateful for the simple fact that even in those mistakes, even in those issues, even in those times where we just fumble, God has us and he doesn't beat us up. He doesn't beat us over the head. He doesn't poke at us, making fun at us. He doesn't even bring up the past to remind us of it. Why? Because he has no record of it. But instead, he takes the mistakes. He takes the, the issues that we face in life and he uses them as stepping stools, as learning opportunities to help us see way past the, the little two inch wall in front of us, because it's not about what you're doing in the moment. It's not about what you've done in the past. It's not about the mistakes of the future that will happen. It's about who God has called you to be. And I'm grateful for that. That as much as this world would love to crucify you for just being an imperfect being, like someone out here is perfect aside from the Lord Jesus himself. God does not play that said it once. I've said it twice. I've said it countless times in this Bible study, and I'll tell it to you again. The enemy knows your name, but calls you by your sins. While God, on the other hand, your father, the one you serve, the one who loves you, who died for you just so you could be here tonight to receive some words of encouragement. It's that he knows your sins, but he could care less about them. He calls you by your name and the name he gave you, is a peculiar name, a peculiar people, a royal priesthood, a nation of people that he set aside just for himself. God called you out of this wilderness because, yes, this world, everything outside of his holy will is the wilderness. It's ghetto down here. I tell my grandmother and my brothers that all the time. It's real ghetto out here. I don't like the ghetto, but because we're here and we're working, we're on the clock. God has us covered. He has us set up in these peculiar situations and these, what we'll say, miraculous events that occur in our lives, all for the single purpose of growing us. The Bible, His Word, His, His own will being personified in text to help us understand Him, just that much more he straight up tells us that it's not his will that any should perish, but that all would be saved. But the issue in that is us. We're the ones that make the choice to choose life. Like he told us, he gave us the test answers, remember? Straight up tells us to choose life, win, choose victory. How do you choose life? You choose me. How do you choose me? that measure of faith that I put inside of you when I placed you on this planet. When you hear about me, it's going to activate. Don't snuff out the flame. Don't listen to the naysayers who think they know stuff about existence like we came from monkeys. I beg to differ. All these other shenanigans. (laughs) Instead, listen to the Lord God, the one who is Alpha and Omega beginning and end. The first and the last, the one who actually made something. Yeah, we've made a few nice trinkets, like taking things out of the earth, repurpose them to make something like this mouse or my glasses <clears throat> or this microphone in front of me. But no, let's not worry about that. Let's worry about the one who is the source of all of this, the one who put these things here, instead of trying to praise the resources let's also remember that the Lord our God in times of strife, like how this has been a very emotionally, physically taxing time, mentally, spiritually, all of the above, going through a pandemic, going through all the things that have been occurring in this world, watching as inflation runs rampant and price gouging and every other thing that could affect your daily lives. But still, God has the lights on. The bills are paid. You don't know where the money's coming from. One of them, one of my favorite songs, but thank you, Lord, because God is just that good. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the times where I'm struggling because when I'm weak, then I'm strong and I can be strong because I can look at my weaknesses. I can acknowledge them. Something a lot of us are afraid to do, but it's okay. You're human. It's no it's nothing to be afraid of. Acknowledge what's bugging you. Acknowledge what God is clearly trying to show you. And let's praise him for the simple fact that he can take those weaknesses and turn them into strengths. Do you suffer with an affliction? Acknowledge it, bring it to God and watch how he turns that thing around. Now you have a testimony to go help. I don't know how many people. You may help one, you may help 10, you may help hundred, you may help a million. I don't know. I can't tell you. That's that's God's plan for your life. But the point is, when we acknowledge the weaknesses, God turns them into strengths because in our weaknesses, his power is made perfect. So be grateful for the things we go through. As James chapter one says, be grateful for the storms, the trials, the tribulations, because when we go through these things, our faith or our ability to just flat out trust God it has a chance to grow. And as we grow, as our faith grows, we begin to climb toward that peak of perfection. Now, we won't reach it here in this life, but I'm grateful because that means I always have something to strive for. I'll never reach the goal here. Cool with me. I always have something to do then. But when the time comes, when God says to you personally, well done, my good and faithful servant, and you go on to glory, well, guess what happens then? You get the promised perfected body, which will give you your eternal life. Because guess what? You already have it spiritually. You're saved. If you're saved right now, God has you covered. You're going to heaven. I'm very happy for you. But now while you're here, you join the team, remember? Let's get some playtime. Let's be grateful for the fact that not only have we been called out of poverty, but now that we can help bring other people out of it too. There is no greater feeling in this life than to be saved and used of God, as my grandmother and me were talking about earlier. If you're not being used of him, then honestly, what's the purpose? But I thank God that he has a purpose just for you. For all of us, my favorite Bible, scripture talks about it. God knows the plans that he has for you. They are plans for good and not for evil. I'm grateful for that. That means I don't have to go crazy trying to figure out what I need to do with my life. Instead, I can go to my father and say, Abba, What is it that I need to be doing? And guess what? He will tell you what you need to do. He will point you and push you in the right direction. He will give you signs about what you should do, what you shouldn't do. He will place people in your life to to sow into you, to encourage you, to pray for you, to bless you, to be there for you, to also tell you no, when you need to be told no, because that's how good God is and I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the simple fact that 26-year-old boy like me could be before you on a weekly basis and tell you how good God is, that I'm not out here with baby mama drama. I don't have kids out of wedlock. I'm not on drugs. I'm not in prison. I'm not suffering from some addiction, but I'm here. If anything, I'm addicted to how good God is because each day when i'm ready to beat myself blue because of some dumb mistake that i've made mentally or some stupid word that has flown out of my mouth to someone i care about and i didn't even mean it but this thing right here always has something to do to do to just get in my way and try to ruin my plans i thank god that once again out of the lord's own wheel tells us reminds us that greater is he that is in us and i promise you it ain't satan if you called on that great name jesus and accepted him then he that is in this world i'm great i'm so grateful that our god cannot is incapable of losing that this battle it's won this war it's won everything in your life has already been decided. And the fun part of living life in Christ is, is seeing as the carpet unfolds. We don't know what tomorrow brings, but that's okay with me because that means the mystery of life, the fun aspect of living inside of Christ, getting to see as his will gets done and how you can play a part in it. That's fun. That's exciting. You don't have to be a stick in the mud after you get saved. You can ask anyone who knows me. I am I think borderline crazy at times, but <laughs> you know, I'm here I am. And I thank God that we have a wonderful Father that we can not only call our own, but he calls us his. That we have a God who accepts us for who we are. And in the process our sanctification process, I'm grateful for that. That we have unlimited growth potential unlimited elevation potential, unlimited blessings that are just on the way at all times. The fact that you are here right now, listening to the Lord use little old me to encourage you because it's his words, not mine. I'm grateful for all of it. So be grateful. Stop worrying about the things that you don't have because who cares? Things decay. Something may be great today and be absolute garbage tomorrow. That's the way of this life. It's the same way we change our rules about what's good today and what's bad tomorrow. They're wishy-washy. They flip-flop like the water washing against the sandy shores on a beach. It doesn't matter. But what does matter is that God's love for you is agape, meaning that it is unvaluable. It's always ever present in your life. He will never leave you, never betray you, never switch sides on you. He won't even fail you because he can't. The things that we do to one another is as hard as we try to be good in one another's lives. We mess up. We're human. We get that. The Bible tells us to make room for one another's errors because we all have them. And out of that, we can show God's love for us because he makes the room for our errors. That doesn't mean he likes the sin. That just means that he knows that we are NAA. We're recovering addicts, sin addicts, old recovering sin addicts. But as we go on throughout this life, I'm grateful that the more we walk with him, the less and less certain things have any appeal to us to the point to where some of them can't even touch us anymore. Ask the the person, who's been walking God with for however long, because God can take you for one year and put an addiction or a bad habit 50 years behind you. How is it possible? Couldn't tell you, but God will do it. And I'm grateful for these things. Something my brother shared with me and granny a few days ago was that he, he said a very simple prayer. He felt like he didn't have enough time in the day. And he prayed that God would give him more time. And for the past three years now, each day he is able to get so much done. Even in the mistakes, where again, he says he's not beating himself up anymore because he realized that that's just a ploy from Satan to try to tear us down. Because that's not God's will that you beat yourself up. If that was the case, why did he die for you and for me? He wipes the slate clean whenever we ask for forgiveness. So stop beating yourself up but his prayer for time something so valuable that we can't get back at least by human means has been given back to him because with God all things are possible i'm grateful for him to have that for all of us who have prayers that our needs always get met every single one of them is always met even the prayers that you should pray that you don't pray cuz it happens those needs get met the needs or the desires that you didn't even know you wanted or to pray about, they get met. Because when you focus on doing God's work, being available for God, being there ready to say, yes, Lord, here I am. How can I be of service? Well, then your father, who loves you so dearly and looks for reasons, excuses to bless you, he will do it and then some. And I'm grateful for that. I'm just grateful. I'm thoroughly grateful. I'm grateful to be here with you. I'm grateful that we serve such an excellent God whose name is Jesus. I'm grateful that as much as people would like to call us of the Christian community crazy, I'm happy to be called crazy because I'm crazy about the Lord. And being crazy about him secures my future. It secures my present. It secures everything else in my life. It's the reason why I'm not insane right now, why I'm not in prison, because I used to love to fight because I'm a I'm a big guy and I I would just do it because I could. I'm glad he took that from me at like the age of 10. I'm so glad for a lot of things that my grandparents, my parents, my aunts, my uncles, my my brothers, my cousins, everyone connected to me is in pretty great health. <clears throat> that as far as I know, almost everyone I'm connected to either loves the Lord or is well on their way to loving him in the way that we do, because they can see God's light shining in our lives. So I'm grateful. And I pray today that this little time that we've taken out to just exonerate our father has made you grateful about something too, because despite everything that's going on, despite all the negatives of this world that the enemy would love for you to focus on, because yeah, it's a lot going on, you chose the high road, the Lord's way that says, yeah, this is happening. But again, greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. The Lord will provide. When God asked the question, can these dry bones get up again? Well, the answer is simple. Lord, only you know. They possibly can because if he willed it, yes, it would. And if he doesn't want it to happen, no, it wouldn't the same God that kept three Hebrew boys from burning up in a fiery furnace that was, what, 10 times hotter than it was supposed to be? The God who brought out a whole nation of people through a sea, made a tornado out of fire, gave them food from heaven, made a whole mountain erupt, an earthquake, wrote, on stone tablets with lightning. I mean, we serve a pretty good God, a God who came down in the same form as you and me to not only live this life, but to live it completely to the letter, according to his own law, so that you and me could do it in a much simpler way by loving him, by loving him and by loving one another, because those two things are the same, but just as important to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and to love one another as he loves us. I'm grateful for it all. So with that, again, I hope you found something to be grateful for. If it was just hearing these words, then wherever you are, I would encourage you to say hallelujah, to give the Lord a good hand clap of praise because he's worthy of all the praise. It's his to begin with, even if it's just waking up this morning. Praise your father. Because he didn't have to do it, but he did it because he can. Tomorrow's not promised. But if you're here today and here tomorrow, well, thank him for it. Because each day we have is another day we can use to not only exonerate him, but to help one another. And even better in certain situations, if we've been afforded the opportunity to help someone who doesn't know God so that they have a chance to see him and then get to know him. So with that, Heavenly Father, we come before you in prayer and we just say, thank you, Lord. We're grateful, Father. We're grateful not just for what you've done in our past and not just for what you've done yesterday, not just for what you've done today, Lord, but we're grateful for everything that you've done as a whole, for the fact that while we were yet still your enemies, you decided to save us, God. Something that, None of us could honestly say we would do to say that you would create an entire species out of love and that they would betray you and that you still chose to save us. God, I mean, as the word says, what manner of love is this? But Lord, we thank you that this manner of love is your love because your love isn't like any other kind of love in high quotations that we can compare it to. Love, according to the world standard, has stipulations. It has requirements. And when those requirements are no longer met, well, it gets cut off. But God, I thank you so much that your love isn't like that. That once we accept it, it's ours forever. That even though we might switch up on you, we might act funny. We might not be available because we're too tired or we have something more important to do. (laughs) That lie. Well, God, I thank you that you're not a man like we are, that you don't switch up on us, that you don't leave us high and dry like we do sometimes, like we take you for granted a lot sometimes. God, I I thank you so much. I'm grateful for the simple fact that you're God and none of us are because we wouldn't have this wonderful occasion that we have to be a part of your family we wouldn't have these wonderful opportunities to brag on you about God because we probably wouldn't even be here to begin with. But Lord, I thank you so much for the simple fact that again, you are God. I'm so grateful for the fact that you chose us when we didn't even have the ability to choose you. I'm grateful now, God, that since you've chosen us to be with you, that we also have been given the gift of pushing this plow with you, Lord, that we all have a goal, that we all have a purpose, that that purpose for each of our lives is specially made. It's handcrafted, tailored to fit each of us exactly down to the the millimeter, Lord. As small as it can get, you make no errors. You even know every hair on our head, Lord. And God, I'm grateful that you take such care in loving us, that you take such care in raising us, that you take such care and just being who you are to us, God, that no matter what pitfalls we may encounter in life, that whatever weapon the enemy tries to form to use against us, that it doesn't even work. That when the enemy and whatever tactics he uses seems like they're trying to get us, that, Lord, you put them down in front of us as a stepping stool to elevate us higher, Lord, that if we would just come before you humbly, like a child, Because we are your children. Well, then, Lord, not only would you exalt us, but you would promote us. You would use us as shining examples to the rest of this world to show them what love looks like when it's received and when it's reciprocated. So, Father, right now we just come before you as humbly as we can and we just say thank you, Lord. We stretch out our hearts to you, Father, thanking you for every single chance in our life every single encounter, every single trial, tribulation and storm, because they've all been used as tools in your expert hands, Lord, to craft us into exactly who we need to be. It may not be who we want it to be, but it's exactly who we need to be, God. And God, I'm grateful for that. I'm so grateful for the, the fact that we can go through this life. And yeah, we'll make mistakes, but God, You use those things to teach us, to grow us, to mold us into exactly who it is that we ought to be according to your will. I'm grateful that we don't have to struggle with trying to figure this life out because that's not what we were meant to be. That's not why you placed us here. You placed us here to praise your name, Lord. And God, with all the strength that you give us, I pray that we would just do exactly that, that we would praise your name, that we would be the the lamp upon the table giving out light, that we would be the salt to the earth, that we would be everything that you designed us to be so that those who are still in darkness would see that the lights have already come on and all they have to do is remove the blindfold. Father, you did it for us, so I know you can do it for them. And again, God, we're just grateful. So Lord, in closing, we just want to say that we love you. We adore you. And we will be sure to give your name all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory, which you so rightly deserve. It's these things we thank you for. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hey, family. I pray the lesson has blessed you in some way, shape, form, or fashion today. Each week, we hold Bible study on Zoom, and it would be wonderful to share this experience with you. If something was said that resonated with you and you aren't a part of the family, I would like to open the invitation to join. I pray that the Lord blesses you in all of your endeavors and that you chase after the prize, which is Jesus. See you next week, God willing, and be blessed.